0: BLOB TALK RADIO No. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show and thank you for tuning in. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board certified integrated holistic health energy therapist and sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where energy awareness radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash awareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. So, listeners, I have a question for all of you out there. Do you ever wonder why it is that some people seemingly manifest their desires so easily and quickly, getting all they want, whenever they want, while others are living lives of struggle, mediocrity, or quiet desperation? I know I do. Well, stay tuned because our guest is going to tell us how, by purposefully calibrating the energetic frequency of your dominant thoughts, moods, and expectations, you too can bring any desire into physical form. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and law of attraction expert, as well as the two-time New York Times best-selling author of The Art of Having It All and Taming Your Alpha Bitch. She is also the author of the international bestseller, The Desire Factor, and Quantum Success, both of which I'm sure will also become bestsellers. Christy has appeared on The News, The Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx, and The Hallmark Channel, and her work has been featured in the media in various publications. She's been featured in Goalcast, People Magazine, Seventeen, Woman's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, just to name a few. She is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, a 10-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program, and Christy has helped certify over 3,000 life coaches and has helped countless others to unlock their power to manifest. So this, we are in for a real treat tonight. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being
1: Oh, I am so grateful to be with you in this moment, T, and thank you for having me on your show. Feeling so grateful. It's,
0: oh, good. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm feeling grateful, too, so here we go.
1: <laughs> and first,
0: <laughs> I want to thank, thank you for your book. So let me just preface this interview by disclosing that I read The Secret, I watched the movie, then I read The Power, and I really didn't care for either because for me, this is just for me, they were not complete. They were too you know, when you wish upon a star, but again, that was for me. It just wasn't cutting it. It just wasn't cutting it for me. I did read her next book though, The Magic, and that to me was perfection. That seemed to tidy up the other two books somewhat. And I determined from that book that she had to write the first two to get to the next one. So then years go by and I receive your book and I will tell you there for me, are no missing pieces. It is complete. It is simple to follow, easy to comprehend, and it's a complete guide that allowed me to smile and say, Okay, she gets it. (laughs) I really like that. And I mean no disrespect to Rhonda Burns at all. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I believe many lessons were learned and the I guess stirring that her books created across the globe have served As stepping stones, I'll say to others who, you know, use them to help themselves and then perhaps build upon what was being expressed. You did that seemingly in one fell swoop, and I noticed it immediately, and I'm very grateful to you for elaborating and filling in those missing pieces that weren't in the other books. So having said all of that, what is your backstory and how did you come to this work?
1: Well, first of all, you want me to talk after you say something so beautiful about my book that way. So thank you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so honored um, for you know to put to put the energy and the years and you know to do everything that it does to literally birth a book is like birthing a child. It, it to hear that and to get that feedback, there can be no better you know feeling. So so thank you for that. I just want to thank You're you for that honoring.
0: You're quite and, welcome. Um,
1: yeah and and it did it took twenty five years of me practicing and teaching for twenty and and also channeling um channeling the Council of light, who you know has a higher awareness and and really brought it to that to me and said you've got all the pieces together, but you don't have them in the right places. Everybody's heard of surrender or focus or alignment, but it's in the order that you put them in and then the depth that you go with them so that you're mastering your energy was where you know the council brought all that through. So I'm very grateful for them to, to bring in that wisdom. And to answer your question, I started my journey about 25 years ago. My, I like to say my conscious spiritual journey because we're always on a, a spiritual journey whether we're conscious of it or not because everything here is spiritual. And, it's, and everything here is materials, both and. And this book, The Desire Factor, really gives people the permission to have both and to have both as an experience because we're here in these bodies and yet we're connected to so much more. And so um, I found myself, graduated from Arizona State University, moved to Chicago, got a great job, had friends around me. I was engaged to be married, you know, had the checklist going of all the things that mm-hmm. Mama said would make me happy. And I was miserable. I was miserable. And even my friend, who's known me since seventh grade, she did an intervention. She said, okay, you're about to get married. You're engaged. I've never seen you more unhappy. So I started going to therapy at that time. And that's when I started learning a little bit about myself. And I, started, I quit smoking. And there was a lot of changes I was making in my life at that time. And I, I let go of the relationship and started a new one and this one happened to have the man that was in northern california and and i always intuitively would follow a man that's how i followed my path and always led me well but i followed the last bum the last bad boy i should say (laughs) that i dated and to california and i met one person uh, from from this boyfriend and she was happened to be a hairdresser i needed to get my hair cut so i went and made an appointment with her and this was the first time I sat and talked with her and she was just so joyful and had such great energy. And I finally said to her, I go, what do you do? And she said, I meditate, <laughs> right? And at, at this point in my life, someone that meditated, you know, I, I didn't know anybody that did that. That was like a guru guy sitting on a mountaintop with a long white beard and you know, long white hair sitting in a yogi position, oming, that's who meditated. So here's a hairdresser from San Ramon. She's really hip, cool, you know, and she says she meditates. My whole paradigm shifted. And she said, well, I can introduce you to my, you know, my meditation teacher, Melanie. I'll give you her phone number. So, T, I was dialing her number as I was walking out the (laughs) salon with those big phones that we used to have if you remember back in the day. Yes, so, I <laughs> Yeah. So I found myself, once again, pull up to a house. It's Melanie's house. You know, there's there's angel statues everywhere, clinky-clinky, new-agey music you know, the, the incense is burning stage, sage. I didn't know quite what that smell was at first it was in the background and, you know, the, the incense and all that candles and all that stuff. And so she asked me to sit down, not at a chair, not at a table, not at a desk, but on the floor on a cushion. And the first thing she says to me was you create your own reality. And something just went like opened up in me. And I I recognized that spiritual truth and I felt it in every single cell in my body. And then of course my mind kicked in and went, well, how? And so she continued with her wisdom Mm -hmm. saying that your thoughts, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you, whether they're good or bad, whether wanted or not. And that was for me, but, but my thoughts. What do you? What my thoughts. My, I mean, I knew I could change my mind. I don't want to wear this. I want to wear that. I don't want to go here. I want to go there. But to pay attention to my thoughts. Why they're my thoughts. They're real. They're you know. I didn't know the relationship that me from a higher being, a higher consciousness, higher awareness had with my thoughts. I thought it was my thoughts, and so. I paid attention for the next week because we made another appointment. She goes, I want you to literally stop yourself and hear yourself think. I want you to write down, journal what that thought was. How did you feel about that thought? So I started doing that work, and I had happened to quit my job. I I literally was about 30 pounds overweight. I've never been that heavy, you know, since and, and, until I had my child, my first child. I was... You know, just I mean, in in absolute despair in my life because I was alone in Northern California, just broken up with the boyfriend, just moved there for, didn't know anybody. I was living in a room in a weird woman's house. It was a beautiful house, but she was very bizarre. <laughs> so you know, it was like I wasn't in a and I and financially I was sixty thousand dollars in debt, and so. I needed a change, and so I was desperate. And so I started, I did have a lot of time on my hands, which was nice, because I could pay attention to my thoughts, and I would write them down. And it was just a time of like a pause. And I was able to start hearing myself and changing my thoughts. And it was around that time that I really dove in. I mean, I I just, all the way in, I went into meditation classes, and I was seeing a, therapist who was also very connected spiritually and energetically and introduced me to energy and and that sort of thing. So I was doing all of this stuff, diving in, learning, just salivating over any book I could get that would talk about, you know, universal laws and how we create our own reality. And so I became just a student for a good five years and have continued to be. But about 20 years ago, I was meditating at night as that became part of my daily practice. I went to sleep 1:05 in the morning. I was woken up by a voice talking to me, and it was brilliant information that I was hearing, and I knew it wasn't my voice. And so I got up and put pen to paper and just started, my hand became free of my body, free of my consciousness. It just kept going. It was automatic writing. And so when I was done, I just went back to bed, totally forgot about it, Well, this happened seven nights in a row at the same time. And so after, you know, the fifth or sixth night, I thought, well, this is interesting. I don't know what this is, but it feels like I'm writing a book, right? I don't know how I knew that or felt that because I'd never written a book before. So I did. I got the book published, and I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches. And when I would speak and do workshops, people would ask me to coach them. Now, thank goodness, I was living in Northern California, where in Southern California, coaching was a really big thing, but even coaches then were having a hard time getting their business off the ground. There wasn't a lot of people teaching people Mm -hmm. how to do a coaching business and how to make money at what you're passionate about and and that sort of thing. So I had to figure that out while I was still a pharmaceutical rep. And so I I Mm -hmm. coached people for about five years and then finally left corporate America about 15 years ago, opened up my own coaching business. And started certifying coaches in 2008 and re- have written seven books now and, you know, literally have changed my life from a place of being in lack to healing that lack and going into abundance. I still have thoughts and I still have things that come up and I'm always working on it. We always will. Um, but that those shifts in energy from lack to abundance literally made the biggest difference for me in my life, in my mind, in my emotions. And continues to be the work that I, I share with others.
0: And, and because of the meditation and the voice that you had at 105 in the morning for seven nights in a row, the council, as I believe is how you refer to them, that is the council, correct?
1: Yes, it is. The, is that, the council, okay. as and, I have... Yeah, as I have leaned in and healed myself and have been more connected to my divine part as, you know, at the same time being connected to my human part and really embracing the humanness that I am and my personality and my flaws and my greatness and all of those different things, I've developed a very different relationship also with, you know, the guides, the angels, because as I, as all of us do, as we ascend into light, we have more support.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and that's the Quantum Council that speaks with you and gave you these principles to write this book? Yes. Is that fair to yes. say? Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes, because it was, it was in the first, you know, things where I was getting downloads and the first information I was getting, and then I would apply it, and then I would see the, the effects of it, and then I would, you know, not do something and see the, you know, the ill effects of it. And so I was, I've been practicing These principles for 25 years, but they came along and put them in order to actually how to manifest. Because it's great to surrender, right? As one, as a process or a you know principle to go by, but it's in the beginning phases when you're desiring. Desire is the is literally the birth of everything. And if you're in a lot of places, I see this with clients, I see this with people all the time. They're like, oh, whatever, whatever the divine wants for me. I have no desires. You know, they're, they're just very like, nope, uh, I, you know, I'm good where I'm at. I'm satisfied. And that's great, right? That's great. Mo- most people aren't even there to be that satisfied in their mm. lives. But they're they're in a surrendered place. Right. But you need to have desire to spark creativity, to spark creation, to then, you know, have you use our mental focus, our faculty to imagine and visualize and feel our way in. All of that needs to come way before surrender.
0: Right. And you can tell as you're reading through the book that, you know, each one builds upon the last one. And you knew this is in order and it's in the right order because of the way, again, that you explain it and you didn't leave out any pieces as other authors have in their book. So it really is a great guide for everyone. So if we can, let's start at the beginning of the book. Now, most of us were brought up having drilled into our heads, you know, the only way to get it ahead is to work really hard and keep your nose to the grindstone. And if you don't work hard, you're not going to be successful. And you have to make that almighty buck and, and all that stuff. But if you do that, and if you do that, it should pay off, but it doesn't always pay off. And that's no. not the case. Anyway, <laughs>
1: that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of grateful. It doesn't work that way because it's painful to do it that way. I did it. Do, I did do it that way. I, I did that many different phases in my life where I worked hard. I pushed, I mean, you know, that was the way I knew. That was the way I knew, like you said, I was trained. I saw my father that worked six days a week, worked really, really, really hard. But I also saw him struggle. And now I understand why he struggled and why someone else could put in less hours and have a good positive attitude and feel aligned with what they're doing. They work less they're more joyful they're more passionate they're more successful and when i saw the difference like wait a minute i don't have to beat my head up against this wall constantly in order to you know it's like it could be easier yeah it can it's supposed to be and so when i understood that hard work work and pushing and we're not saying don't take action there's a very different way of taking action which is the very last principle in the book but there's a very w- different way of taking action that requires hard work, push, force, you know, fight, com- competition, that very uh, worry kind of energy that, we, that people think is the way to go about getting what you want. And it's not. It actually works against us. And what works for us is aligning our consciousness. So what's our consciousness? It's what we say, what we think what we perceive or what we expect, what our emotions are, whether we process them or not, and our, our actions that we take. That's it, that's all. That's our consciousness, and we create from our consciousness. And so when we can understand that what we say, if we're saying, I want this, but I can't have it, we're completely working against ourselves. So you want to have your language be in alignment with, I want this and I can do it right, and believe, have the thoughts that go towards what you do desire, not the thoughts of what, the worst thing that will happen and why you can't have it and why you're not good enough to have it or, you know, those type of thoughts that are under that programming of lack. And hard work and struggle happens when someone is fighting against their own consciousness that is in lack and limitation. If you are the most creative artist and you have beautiful artwork and you feel so inspired by your art, but you have a belief that an artist can't make money, then what's going to happen is you're going to be a starving artist because the belief and the desire and the way you think about yourself don't are not in alignment I mean, that starts everything. If we could just, yeah, I mean, just drill that down to words, thoughts, perspective, emotions, and actions aligned with what you do want, not with what you don't want.
0: Sure. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're absolutely right. So you might as well go with, you know, thinking you can because then you're (laughs) going to win. But if you have, (laughs) you know, if you you think you can't and, you know, it's kind of like the – Uh, I think it's Matthew who said, um, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, okay? Like Mm -hmm. Matthew 1732 or something. I can't remember exactly. I was brought up Catholic, and it was drilled into me. But (laughs) that's very – it's a very true statement. And people think, oh, yeah, mustard seed, you know, one to two millimeters. That's really tiny. I only have to have that much faith. Very true. Very, very true. What they don't tell you on the flip side of that mustard seed is that you cannot have one teeny-weeny bit of doubt because that just blows it right out of the water. You have to have only faith, only faith. And that's pretty much what this all is. And you're telling us how to go about doing it, which is great. So if we can, let's start with the first principle of alignment. If, you know, that works particularly well for you in selling your house, which I loved that story that you gave us. That was wonderful because it was so quick.
1: Yes. You're welcome. And and you want me to share that story? Sure. Okay. So, um, The the story that he's talking about in The Desire Factor, I have many stories in there, is one that where my husband and I, we were thinking about selling our house in Montreal because we had a house in Montreal and a house in Arizona, and we were doing six months and six months. And it got to the point where it didn't feel as easy to transition. And so, you know, it would take us time, and we wanted the boys to have a little bit more settled. And so we decided to let go of Montreal and stay and keep Arizona as our full-time house and so we were on the fence. Do we sell it? Don't we? You know, what do we want to do? And we finally just kind of entertained if we do sell it, right? And we were having this conversation, like, on a weekend while we're literally in Paris, like, because we had our 10-year anniversary, we're in Paris, and we're talking about it over the weekend going, what well, feels good? Do we want to sell it? Do we want to be free of it do something else? And while we were on that trip, we decided. That was, we got back on a Friday. He calls our friend who's a realtor on a Monday to say, listen, we've decided we're going to put up our house for sale, but because you're our friend, we want to give you the professional courtesy, let you know we're actually not going to go with you because we don't want to mess up the friendship in any way. We are going to go with just someone that's a, you know, an a regular realtor, another person. And so we said, but wait, give me a chance. I might have a couple buyers. So he brings by two people, two couples on Monday night. One person comes back on Tuesday night. On Wednesday night, they made us an offer. Thursday night, we countered. By Friday, we were done. We didn't take a picture. We didn't put anything on the Internet. We didn't stage the house. We didn't do anything to renovate. We 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 literally just put it out there. We're ready, and let's do it. And because we were ready and the energy was all lined up, we had a buyer, and, a, and literally everything fell into place. And when you're and in alignment. Know,
0: go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I think one thing to note is that alignment is great, but all the parties involved need to be in alignment. So if you are in alignment and your desire is taking a while to manifest, it's because the other side of the manifestation needs to be in alignment as well, and perhaps the timing isn't correct. So sometimes they we're yes. ready
1: too, the buyers. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, we also, you know, one of those things, we called the buyer forward. It was one of those things that we were like, we, we have a perfect buyer. We felt the buyer there. We knew we, we were, one thing I didn't say is when we were in Paris, we literally together imagined handing over the deed to someone like that was buying the wow. house. And when we, yep. well, visualization, you know. yep. so we when you work energy in that way, you know, it was like we are, we, we called forth the person, handed them over. It was done. Energetically, it was done. And that's what people need to understand more is that it's all about energy and then the form pops into place or you, a person walks by you or the perfect buyer comes to buy your house. You know, that there's energy work and that's what alignment is all about. It's the energy work. It's definitely the energy work, but the timing has so, is so crucial
0: because Doing all the things in the book will bring about creation. However, and this is a caveat, really, the timing is crucial because not always will the manifestation of our desires be on our timeline. You know, I mean, my <laughs> timeline sure. is very different than the universe's. Yeah. But in yeah. many times, it's much later. So case in point, a woman, now 70 years old, that was on the news last night, wrote a letter to the Yankees when she was 10 years old asking if she could be a bat girl. And she was rejected. It was so stupid. You should have read the letter. It was so chauvinistic. It, it, she was rejected at the time because she was attractive and, it, you know, it would probably – she wouldn't be comfortable in the dugout with all these young men. I mean, really, she's 10 years old. But anyway, um, her childhood dream was fulfilled because 60 years later, just on this past Monday night, she got to be a Bat girl, and she was also asked to throw the first pitch. So she really got more than she asked for at the age of 10, albeit six decades later her desire was fulfilled though so that was pretty cool but that that was timing that was definitely a timing thing she got what she wanted she just didn't get it in the time frame she wanted
1: well and also the thing to really you know speak about timing with desires is a lot of times we as the personality have our timing it needs to be next week by this time you know we yep. we have our <laughs> own agenda but but the divine who gives us the desire in the first place wants us to become who we need to be in the process of attaining that desire. So a lot of times it's not that that it, it's a matter of clock time. It's a matter of us being more of who we are to be in the receiving mode of it for, for us to become that person for, you know, like you were saying, the stars to align for this one woman. You know, th- there are so many things that people have desires for and they don't attain them until decades later. And it, and at, when they get it, they didn't say, oh, well, you know, it took me 60 years to do it or it took me 30 years to do it. I have it. This is what I've been working for. This is who's I, who I had to become in the process of it. Once you get the desire, once it's manifested, you don't care about how long it took, right? right? You, You've finally got it. You have the partner. It doesn't matter if it took 10 years, 20 years or, you know, a, a month since you said you wanted to have a date with someone or you wanted to have a relationship with someone. No, we never care about the timing after it's over with. So that's what, one of the things we have to right. surrender, and that's one of the principles we have to surrender the timing because you're right. The universe has a much grander view of our lives, and there's a story that wasn't in the book. I I uh, started a process where my mom and dad are in their 80s, 85 and 89, and they don't want to. They didn't want to go to you know, an old person's home and they didn't want to do this and they wanted that. So we decided to sell both of our houses and buy one property where they could be on the, you know, um, in like a casita or a guest house or something like this. And so we saw a house that we were putting an offer on. This, nobody had made an offer on this house for months. And even though it was a hot market, <laughs> nobody, I mean, it had been sitting there. So we decided, yeah, let's make an offer. As we were making the offer, someone came in with a cash offer. And the feeling was like, mm. oh, I was so disappointed because now I saw where I was going to put my furniture, who was going to have which bedroom, you know, what we were going to do. I mean, there was like my, my mind started energetically, visually getting involved with that house. And so I had to process the energy of the disappointment. But I said, I said then, and I'll still say now, this or something better. And so in that moment, I went, yep. wait a minute, I said this or something better. If it's not, this it's going to be something so much better. And we were able to both. My we re, we realized we don't want to have my mom and dad on the same property. You know, they kind of have a dysfunctional relationship they did when I was a kid. And did I forget that? I was like, wait, I don't want to put myself back at home when I was you know young and couldn't escape my house. Uh, so they they're actually going into an adult community, and you know, and 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 mm-hmm. it, they're going to have things to do and people to talk with and games to play. None of us even thought about that as an option. But it became an option. It became an opening once we, you know, kept moving forward with the desires. The exact desire didn't come to fruition. And thank goodness, because the divine had a better idea.
0: And always does. I mean, that's just a given. But you have to surrender to that. You have to surrender to know that, you know, I'm really not... Co-creating my life here as much as I think I am, because it's like <laughs> when a little kid's walking around like a two-year-old. You know how if you turn their head, they just start going the other direction. Then you turn it the other way, and they start going in the other yes. way. It's kind of funny to do that. Maybe that's, maybe that's wrong, but I've done it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of like the universe does does that to you. And and I know this. And I have a question from, Okay, I have a question from a listener. All right, what about a flat-out no? Because sometimes things are not just meant to be, and and I understand what this <laughs> what this question is. Sometimes we can be in a situation when we're you know following all the signs and and we're moving forward, and it's right there within reach, and yet something happens that has nothing to do with you. It's on the other end, and wham! I'm trying to read through this paragraph, and you you hit through you hit a dead end or the rug is pulled out from under you. They want to know what is up with that, <laughs> and I kind of understand this because. I wish I knew more. I kind of understand this because I'm still trying to figure out an instance in my life when this happened. And I'm like, what is up with that? What happened with that? Because so I didn't get what switched is, to a yeah. different
1: direction. So what is up with that? And this person, I is, don't know what they did, but yeah. Yeah. So what? It, let me answer the what is up with that. And I love that question. Yeah. Um we, we are living in a 3D physical universe where there is literally polarity of different experiences, whether they're experiences we want or experiences we don't want. And when we are deliberately working to manifest something in our lives, that's when it's more frustrating because when you're not thinking about it and you're thinking that you're just a victim to the circumstances and that you're not really applying universal laws or energy or anything like that and things just happen, we see a lot of people, they think they're a victim and bad things just keep happening to them or things that they don't want they, or maybe they don't even strive to go for what they desire. And, you know, it's sad to see someone that's lifeless like that. But when you have someone that's, hey, I have this desire and I'm moving forward towards it and you're putting focus and then you don't get the exact desire, it could be devastating. I I talk about this in the very last, uh, it's the conclusion, the last chapter of the Mm -hmm. desire factor, because we think as the human being that it's that is the form, and we start moving towards that form and doing everything in that form, but the divine, and that's where faith comes in. The divine mm-hmm. has a better thing for you, or you just haven't reached to who you are potentially becoming yet. So we might think it's this particular form and it doesn't work out. It doesn't mean that the energy and all the effort and everything you put into it, it's, it, it's not wasted. It's literally flowing with that energy, knowing that that energy, every time you felt excited, every time you moved love into feeling your way into how it would feel, every time you dreamt about it, visualized, you're creating an energetic connection with something, and it's not over. It's just a different form. And when you can shift your mindset to understand it's not done, I didn't waste my time. It it wasn't a blatant no from the universe, it was just that this form wasn't the highest and best. So it, like I was saying about that house, I stopped and I said, I always had said this or something better. So if it's not this, it's gotta be something better. (laughs) And it's, it's really, it's very much
0: akin to surrender in some cases, like letting the earth take a few turns, patient, waiting, waiting sometimes is the action that you need to take.
1: Waiting is, it is sometimes the hardest part, right? As Tom yeah, Petty said, yeah. "Waiting is the hardest part." Yeah, but there's always going to be into play. Yeah, but there's always going to be a waiting. There's always a gap between what you desire and what yep. will be fulfilled. I mean, even even a, if you're hungry. Even if you're hungry right now and you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I need to go make myself something to eat. There's a gap between the idea that you're hungry and you actually eating. There's a preparation happening. So with every desire, there's a gap between the having of it and the actual, attain, you know, the, feel, the wanting of it and then the having of it.
0: And I think we have such an impatient society. Everything is right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Nobody really takes the time. I thought we would learn this through COVID, to be honest with you, that we'd all learn more patience and compassion and kindness for another person. <laughs> and clearly that's not the case. That is not the case. You know, I mean, you look at look at the news. And then again, don't because it's horrifying. It's just not the case that this is the way things came down. It's uh, it's really difficult. And But I think people are so well. I put in all this effort. Why? You know, it's kind of like I put a cake in the oven and I expected it to be done by such and such a time, and it will be. You know, or you call for a pizza. You don't keep calling them saying, "Did you did you roll out the dough? Is the cheese on it yet? You know, is it ready to go? you, You just expect when you get there, it's going to be done. So, I think with society being so impatient about everything, that's what causes a lot of frustration, and that's why the manifestations don't happen. Because there are times that you just have a knowing. You absolutely just know something's going to happen. And that's, that's the easy time to manifest. Because when you have that knowing, you, just, you go with it. You're in immediate surrender and say, yeah, I know that's going to happen. So that's cool. And you just wait it out without any worries or doubt at all. But we don't always have that knowingness inside. Do you understand what right. I'm saying? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. It does. Yeah, the, yeah. the knowingness comes with that faith. And we have programming. We have imprints from times that we've tried before and didn't get what we wanted. And we had, you know, anger imprints or things of this nature. And so it's understanding that contrast, what we don't want is going to happen, but it's continuing to pivot towards what you do want and really focus on how do you want to feel and why do you want to experience that and really what it is that you want because focusing on, the what's negative or the contrast or what's lacking will only continue to bring more of what is the same that's law of attraction so if you're thinking thoughts of lack if you're feeling frustrated if you're feeling frustrated you have to learn how to master your own energy and feel the vibration feel the resonance feel the energy releasing of that frustration so that you can call in a higher, more expanded energy. We're all energy masters. We all receive energy. We all contain energy. We all transmit energy. And when you can get those parts in alignment with what you do want, and there's times that all of a sudden you'll feel the pull towards, well, I can't do this, or, you know, it didn't work out for me last time, or I just don't have enough energy, or I wasted my life, or I wasted doing that, or that was a failure, or any of that those thoughts that perspective needs to be healed shifted into light because if you keep having that anchorage down of what was you will can't move into what will be it's like you know flying a hot air balloon in order for the hot air balloon to go up you have to let go of the the you know the the ropes that are holding down the bucket for the for the hot air balloon and when each time we can find a thought, this is what my my work has been. But this is my own personal work: a thought, a perspective, an emotion to untether what does not feel good and right, and to move back up into how I do want to feel and how I do want to think and what I do want to perceive and what I want my life to be like. Because you said it, right? T, you said it. It's like what? Our world is subjective and it's based on what we think mm-hmm. it or believe it to be. So if you say, I can't, well, that's what you're going to create, a can't situation. But if you're saying, I can, then you're creating a can situation. And so understand that there's moments in life as a human being, we have polarity. We have moments of just great bliss and exhilaration and triumph and success and love and compassion and all these wonderful things. And then the other thing side of the human perspective and human experience our dogs die Things don't necessarily work out in the timing. That guy that we liked wasn't the one. Marriages fail. People pass on. Deals go through. I mean, there is those possibilities and that potential. When the contrast comes up, instead of – complaining about it and feeling like nothing ever works for you and, and kind of going into a place of feeling like a victim, like the world is happening to you, that's the time to use your deliberate creation and say, okay, what do I want from this situation? I know what I don't want. What do I do want? What do I want? How do I want to feel? And then ultimately, what, why is it that I want it? Because it's I want to feel a certain way. I want this because I want to feel love, success safe, protected, secure, free, what, whatever it is. We're all after the, for the feeling, and the feeling is available to us now because it's breathing us. It's literally our energy field inside of us. Our heart is beating because of this life force. This life force is energy, and we can choose to bring in joy life force or success life force or well-being life force and to literally feel that energy filling us up because everything is energy and we are the conduits with free will and choice that will decide what we're going to focus on, either the bad and the wrong and the lack and the limitation, which always feels bad, or abundance and success and well-being and love, which always feels good.
0: And, you know, it's interesting because as an energy therapist, I work with people all the time. And and my job is to facilitate energy. And many, many people have been healed of significant issues after they've come to me. And I've had to have people, I've had people come in that have gone to other people who haven't been certified that don't really know what they're doing. They've never taken a class in sound therapy and they're playing instruments. They don't know how to play. And they've gone to uh, you know, some other kind of a, a class and come in and said, what's wrong with me? I have vertigo. I have migraines. There are so many issues that can come up. And they've been to a doctor and the doctor tells them this is the way it is. And they believe it. <laughs> and then I have to take time to explain to them, if you want to believe that, then that's what's going to happen. But if you want to work with me as a team, as a team and you know, you can't, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm an energy therapist, I'm a board certified energy therapist, okay? There aren't many of us in this country, as a matter of fact, I'm probably the only one who does everything that I do. So, and when the people come in and they start talking to me and they tell me the doctor said this and I tell them, okay, do you wanna listen to the doctor or do you wanna listen to your higher self and know that you can get through this? Once I see that there's a turnaround, we can work together, I've had people who have been healed of cancer. I didn't do it. That wasn't on me, but I've also had people who have come in and said, "Well, my mother does Reiki or whatever and, you know, she was trying to work on me." Really hard to work on your own family. Really hard because mm-hmm. you want so bad to help your child, your sibling, your parents, whatever it is. Want is lack. And you talk about that in your book. And I love that because people don't understand the difference between what you want and what you desire. And there is a huge difference between those two words. Desire yes. isn't lack, but want is. And yeah. that's, that, I think, is the hardest thing for people to get over. But it is a desire. Nope, nope, nope. Want is
1: lack. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Well, it, anything that doesn't feel good. When you have your perspective on your missing or lacking something, you're not going to feel good. And so that's where desires come out. I'm feeling empty. I'm hungry. Oh, I have a desire to go eat dinner. I'm lonely. I would love to have a friend. I want to go attract a new friend. It may not even be a boyfriend or a lover or a husband. It might be like, I just want a friend. Right? Those moments of contrast have the opportunity to give us the understanding of what we do desire. So changing the right. perspective of what is lacking to the fact that we perceive something is missing, there actually is a reality in which there's a fulfillment of it. It already exists right and then now to holographically.
0: Focus, focus, on the des- focus on the desire and and the way that, the, that your book goes, the program goes, it's so funny because, as I said, each principle builds on the last principle. And, you know, if you, if you are in alignment and then you start to focus on that, not what you don't have, not what it would be like without it, not that you don't have it yet, but focus on the outcome and not the how and why you're going to get it. Don't start telling the universe you know this is how it's going to go down, this is when it should happen, <laughs> and I think we've all done that I think we've all done oh, that. yeah this is how it's going to happen. I just know it, you know, and it's it's right. never that way. It's always something different that you couldn't you couldn't possibly imagine. you know it proves quite difficult
1: <laughs> yes the but, divine yeah. is laughing. And when you
0: believe you're doing yeah, when you when you believe you're doing all you can to make your desire manifest, you know, part of the problem is forcing it, that you're forcing it to work by saying this is how and this is when. So, your principles, you know, the first one's alignment, the second one is focusing, which really is kind of like visualization. And I mean, they've been doing that in sports forever. Visualize the goal. Oh, yeah. Visualize that you made the goal, you know, and it's just, this is why i say about your book it's so simple if you just read the principles and do them the way that they're told to do it's not just simple it's easy too you know and and it just makes sense and it's so logical and i love that because i'm a capricorn and we like to be logical and it just <laughs> works so you know i i think that um part of the 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 thing with your book is it's a guidebook that you can, I can see the book getting worn out because people will be going through it over and over again. And you've got (laughs) exercises at the end. You, you, You do the simple steps at the end, but then you also have these easy to follow guidelines, these exercises that bring it all into focus. And when I read the book and I don't do this often, I usually read a book simply to, to interview the, the author and, you know, and have a show, but I did do all of the exercises. And I have to tell you, you know, you write a darn good exercise because I'm, I, you know, I teach meditation. I, you know, meditate constantly, you know, daily, twice a day. I'm reading these exercises. and I'm like, these are good. These are really good. I'm going to Aww. have to tape these so that I can, you know, do it because oh, they're already it, taped. it really is quite helpful.
1: Yeah, they are yeah, I know. Taped, I could go so. to your site, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so everything, I can go everything, and, everything and get that. And I'm like, I, I'm, I, I would. I would laugh because I you know you got to put these meditations and put energy at work into it right because that completes the information and yet I could see you right. know, myself writing, okay, close your eyes and get into a comfortable position. Well, how am I supposed to close my eyes and continue reading the book? So that's why I created the audios.
0: And you actually can do it. Because, <laughs> yeah, but I prefer I to be focused.
1: <laughs>
0: me too. Yeah, me too. I do. But once you read through it and you do it, you say, okay, now I know what to do. I could put the book down and then I could actually do it because I had to read through the whole thing and say, all right, this is how it's going to go. <laughs> and then right. do it. And it really – It's amazing. It is amazing that, you know, that it's not, this is not a long book. This is like 170 pages or something. So it's a quick read, but you want to really read it. You want to read it. You want to digest it. You want to use it and go back to each one and, and learn it. It is a practice. It's something you have to practice because we all need to practice. And so I don't like the word making a mistake or doing it wrong, but we're going to mess up. We're going we're gonna to have a thought. We're going to Tell say, you I don't know, is this for real? Is this going to work for me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And your book explains that too.
1: So see you yeah. nailed it.
0: I told you you nailed it at the beginning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, you know, Marie Diamond, oh, who welcome. I just love,
1: Marie Diamond, who was actually in The Secret, um, she says that the Desire Factor book is literally, a, like you said, a guide where she, if she has a question, she'll just open up to a certain page and find her answer in there. And I just love that. So she reads it for inspiration and and opens it up and asks it, like she'll ask the book a question and get her guidance. So I thought that was really neat.
0: Yeah, I can see that because if you do that, it will take you to the page of the piece that you need to work on more. Like are you in joyful expectancy? Maybe that's what you need to do more. Are you at the principle of loving? Maybe that's it. Maybe the principle of having. Are you acting as if? Because the principle of having to me was you know like when they tell you if you want the next job up, dress the part, you know act right. as if, portray what you want it to be. So each of the each of the principles that nobody's ever put down in this format before that I'm aware of really makes sense because it's it's so well thought out. And of course you know we know that the council was was giving they you the information and doing. telling you what order to put it <laughs> in. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know I mean I just uh, yeah they you know, they certainly know more than I do, so you know. <laughs> you kinda gotta go with them when they start talking to you. <laughs> I, I pay but, de- yeah. Yes,
1: I pay deep attention now. Yeah.
0: Now, do they come to you often or just for this book? Was how often do you speak with the council?
1: All the time, all day, every day. And so they work through me okay. through clients and teach classes together and we, we yeah and if i if i'm you know they'll they'll tell me go yesterday was amazing i went i just felt compelled i felt like i was being called to go up north where i live and um go to to a uh, an area to get basalts right i don't know why and all of a sudden i put in my husband and i would decide to go just on this nice little drive up into the mountains and we we're in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden we saw this major crystal shop and we walked in, there was this like mm. six-foot godhead of these big angel crystals. I mean, these things were like amazing. And they had a bath outside There was a crystal bath. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And I literally, ha- I, had, I needed to, for a new class, get some of the participants some crystals that they could hold on to. And I was just directed right there. And Council goes, mm-hmm. And it was like that, that was them guiding, guiding that mm-hmm. whole thing because I didn't even know of this place. I meant I meant to go to Carefree, and I went to Cave Creek, which they're two totally different places, and one's further <clears throat> out than the other. And I I meant to while I was doing it, a crystal shop I knew about in Carefree. I looked up a crystal shop that was in Carefree, or sorry, in start um, in Cave Creek, and so, you know what I'm saying? So I got it all messed up and ended up in the most wonderful place because I found fa- I followed ended up the where it was supposed
0: to be <laughs> Right? Yeah. 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 That oftentimes happens. You know, I mean, I was driving to the grocery store. I got about a half mile from my house and I, I heard go home. And I was like, all right. So I turned around and I came home. And I thought, why am I standing here? Why am I, what am I waiting for? It? Can I leave yet? I'm not getting anything. was like 20 minutes goes by. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to go. Is that okay? And I felt like I could go and I did. And I got to the store. I came back in a very quick amount of time. Now, I have no idea. I look at things like that and I say, I have no idea what I was being. Uh, taken care of you know was it that I was avoiding something that could have happened was it just that maybe they weren't going to have the products out that I wanted I don't know what it is but I was grateful because I thought whatever it is I'm done I've got everything I need and now I'm home and yay so one of the other things in in the end of all this is the or throughout the process even is gratitude and that's that's a huge thing for me. You you have to constantly show gratitude because that really raises your vibration extremely high and it helps everybody on the planet. You know, when you're walking around in a state of appreciation or compassion or or showing care and gratitude, those four words initiate healing in everyone. And they're the only four words in the universe that do. So when you do that, when you, when you conjure up those feelings and that's what this is all about, conjuring up the feelings and having that belief and that, you know, you wrote it so succinctly and so easy. I can't get over how easy and simple the process is. And that's what I think <laughs> I liked about it the most. It's just, really, you know, you didn't have to figure Thank anything you. out. You're quite yeah, welcome. Well, like I can't said, believe that we're almost
1: at the top of the hour. <laughs> I Go know ahead. time flies, right? Time <laughs> flies when you're having fun. And that's the point, you know, it's like we're, but we're all here to thrive and to feel good and to create and enjoy our lives. And we started this conversation today. Well, why are some people doing that and other people are struggling? Well, they're you know they're out of alignment with what they want and they're believing in lack and limitation. So really, that's the the key. The whole you know wh- what do successful people do that others people that work really hard and struggle? What are they not doing? They're they're aligning their consciousness with what they desire.
0: They're reading the Desire Factor, and you can get it, I'm sure, at Amazon and local bookshops everywhere, right?
1: <laughs> you can get it everywhere. You could go to the DesireFactor.com to find out all the different places. It's at Walmart and Target and all those places,
0: as well as all of your other books, I'm sure.
1: Yes, yes, they're very yes. well distributed, okay. so you can. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. As I said, I can't believe we're almost at the top of the hour. And is there anything else that you'd like to tell our audience? Anything more about you or your work, or where they can um, find out more information about you?
1: Yeah, so there's, you know, one of the things I get asked a lot is how do people start applying this information? And for years, I would just say, watch your words. That's the first place to get aware of what your conscious reality is, Mm -hmm. what you're changing, because our words create everything. And so I created a 30-day program called Watch Your Words. You go to watchyourwords.com. It's actually a free program. So it's a gift for all of your listeners. It's a video every day. They're two to four minutes in length. So they're short tells you what not to say why and what to say instead and it really will help everybody with tremendous value understand what are the words and phrases that are pulling you down in lag and what to say instead
0: i i had trouble with that uh, for the past four years until january 20th 2021 i have to be honest I
2: had a lot of trouble with the
0: words I was saying and the thoughts I was having. It was, it was, it was not a good time in, in our nation's history. <laughs> but that said, but you I really got appreciate you so being on great. the show. I did, You're and awesome. so did a whole bunch of other people, you know. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time to join us here tonight. I really, really do. Thank you so very much. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And if you'll just hold on for a few minutes, I'll, I'll speak with you shortly, okay? Sure, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know, The Desire Factor. Send it to everyone and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all as well. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all my listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy therapy session of your choice, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. We're run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, stipends, or compensation of any kind to anyone. We are extremely excited because we're working on a new initiative to help children with mental health issues. Only one in five children received treatment and that was pre COVID. However that rate increased dramatically, so please be sure to go to sojihuggles.org and there you will find a link to sign a global citizenship Pledge. And the author of the pledge, Mark Lewis, joined me on my May 5th show to discuss his book, Give a Damn. He offered to donate a dollar for every signature he receives during the month of June, which means we have one day left to raise. Oh no, we don't. Today's the day. Today is June 30th, so please help us help these kids. All you need to do is sign the pledge at Soji Huggles. Of course, if you would like to donate, you will see the link to do that as well. At Soji Huggles, we're investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website. Please follow us on Twitter at NRG. Radio and at Soji Huggles and while you're in your social media accounts please be sure to like us on Facebook Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host T-Love here at Energy Awareness Radio intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.